Hello everyone, welcome back to Cinema Gems, and as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral, and as always, we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us, yes, video stores, video stores, video stores still exist. Sorry I combined that two words into one word, but also guys, just remember that the video store is all around whenever you need it, because yes, the video store is trans-dimensional, because when we... And the butt might me, not we. When we, well, I guess we are one being. When I and Butt Maestro come together to record, we have to break down a dimension to record because we are in two different time zones, people. It's happening. So if any editing problems happen, yes, there are editing problems. Sorry. We record, send it to each other, edit it, and whatever falls into place, falls into place. But guys, besides that, we have to get ready to... Party on, Butt Maestro. Party on, Admiral. <laughs> Nailed it. Dice! Nice. Like the Admiral uh, was saying, video sores are Most exactly excellent. where you don't want them to be. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're another show that mostly talks about movies, occasionally other cinema-adjacent things. Uh... Before we get into this, Admiral, can I very gently borrow the soapbox for just a sec? I promise won't do anything weird. Sure, I wasn't sitting on it or anything. Here you go. Okay, so uh, I want to real quick uh, kind of back up to last week. Um, if anyone was listening to uh, last week's really fun episode, uh, you probably noticed I was a little bit manic. Uh, it was a weird week, and... Uh, much like we tell all of our listeners on Cinema Gems to take care of yourselves, to give yourself time and space to go through and deal with what you got to deal with, um, I've been doing the same. Uh, and I, as always, encourage all of our listeners to do the same. Take care of yourselves when you need to. Uh, and I promise mental health is being taken care of on the Cinema Gems podcast. Much at the Woo! encouragement of the Admiral, Admirable Admiral. That's why he's so admirable. <laughs> thank you thank you you can have the soapbox back i'm good oh thank you i'm gonna go ahead and s go and sit back on it while we record um yep. so so there are not a few times there are there are a handful more than a handful of times throughout the year that we record that i actually own the dvd of said movie we are recording yes uh, and this one in particular is a movie that I remember watching a lot as a kid, mainly because whenever my dad would be watching SNL, I would hear the Wayne's World little SNL skits. And when I later, when I found out there was an, there was a Wayne's World movie, I was like, I want to watch this movie. And my mother was like, no, that is a Saturday Night Live sketch. And my grandmother, being the amazing grandmother that she is, goes, it's Wayne's world. What mm. is wrong with it? So this became my love affair with Mike Myers in general. This is where it started, was this yeah. movie. <laughs> yes. His first uh, feature film. I, I was very late to the Wayne's world party. Uh, my introduction to Mike Myers was through... Uh, Austin Powers and the Austin Powers movies, which I still love, uh, especially Shy Who Shag, uh, Spy Who Shagged Me. It's my personal favorite. 
Yeah, cool. I, I agree. It's the best of the three. But I know that that's very divisive of the Austin Powers fan base. <laughs> but they're all well, fun. Like, I'm well, not going to shit on any of them. They're all fun. Let's be honest. The first two are great. If you're going to shit on anyone, it's going to be the last one. And it's not because of Beyonce. It's not. Oh, it's absolutely not because of Beyonce. It's because the fat bastard has not aged super well. And other nope. things. Nope. Uh, but I'm also not going to shit on that movie either because it also has really funny moments. Um, and I was... I'm not going to say surprised, but I... I was surprised at myself with how much I enjoyed Wayne's World. I did not expect to have that much fun with this movie. Um, Would you say this movie aged like a fine, almost perfect wine? Not exactly the best one. Yeah, it kind of has. There's a few things about it that that are very dated, um, but also things that haven't aged at all. Like, people are still trying to pursue their passions and their talents, and like it's especially relevant now with TikTok because everyone's trying to become a professional content creator of some kind. Yep. Um, As I look into the imaginary camera. <laughs> oh, you mean that the fantastic Miss Frida and the Honorable Te- So the Honorable Tesla, let's be honest, he's the director in the director's chair. I was referencing Cinema Gems itself. <laughs> I know, and behind that camera is the hardworking crew of the Honorable Tesla in the director's seat. <laughs> <laughs> and the fantastic Miss Frida being not only the boom operator, but also the camera operator. She is struggling so hard, and that's why she looks so cute all the time. <laughs> um, but, no, I 100% agree. And I would say, to be honest with you, that I watching this movie, I realized, I was like, oh, maybe this is where the, uh, I got the idea for the podcast. Is it actually? I don't know. I do not know. Maybe this is where it was from. Like subconsciously in my brain. Because you know damn good and well. If we ever sell out, it's going to be the exact same scene from Wayne's World. It's going to be the exact same scene. It's just Who's like, who though? We're both simultaneously Wayne and Garth. We're yeah. both, according to, according to Patricia. Yeah. According to Patricia. Yeah. Uh, and if, yeah, she's right. And if anybody's As always, Patron is right. And if anybody's wondering, uh, Patron also stated that the Honorable Tesla is Wayne and the Fantastic Miss Freya is Garth. Yes. As always, uh, Patron is very correct. Unless I am correct, and that only happens 8% of the time. It's rare, but when it happens, it happens. 8%. It works It works 60% of the time, every time. <laughs> no, 8% of the time. Not 60%. 8% of the time. Alright, so I'm going to read you the plot synopsis off of Imdaba. And, I'm gonna, and then I'm going to read the back of um, the DVD. Of the DVD? Yes. Okay. Okay, so this is the Imdaba uh, plot synopsis. For, for for new listeners of the show, Imdb just refers to IMDb, our major cheat. Like, don't expect us to do a ton of actual research in our movies. Um, we use the internet's greatest uh, uh, movie cheat sheet, IMDb. You know what? You know what? Sorry. Why don't you actually? Why don't you read the plot synopsis of IMDb so you can get your trailer guy voice in? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Let me let me flip over to to the end of a. Where's where's my plot synopsis at? Storyline. Okay, you're ready for this. <clears throat> Wayne is still living at home. Oh no no! He has I a world like class the collection. There was the the one that's just on the beginning page, like on the beginning page. Oh wait, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm cutting you into your... That is the one on the beginning page, asshole. (laughs) I have a different one. Jeez. I have a different one, but go ahead, sorry. (laughs) Wayne is still living at home. He has a world-class collection of name tags from jobs he's tried, but he does not have his own public access... Take two. But he does have his own public access TV show. A local station decides to hire him and his sidekick, Garth... Oh, that's offensive. To do their show professionally, and Wayne and Garth find it is no longer the same. Wayne falls for a bass guitarist and uses his his and Garth's video contacts to help her career along, knowing that Ben Oliver, the sleazy advertising guy who is running their show, will probably take her away <laughs> take take her away from him if they fail. Oh. Uh that that's just the storyline written by a random IMDB user, but I think it's pretty Yeah. So what you have the back of the DVD though. Yes. Do you want it read? And you were swearing up and down that this is much better, so go for it. In the tradition of the Ten Commandments, Lawrence of Arabia and Gandia comes a sweeping screen epic bursting with spectacle and drama. Not it's Wayne's World. <laughs> the hilarious party down movie of the year. Freaking rockin' tunes, radical babes, and the most excellent hosts, Wayne Campbell and Garth Algar. When a sleazy TV exec offers Wayne and Garth a fat contract to tape their late night cable access show, his network, the two can't believe their good fortune. No way! Way! But they soon discover the road from the basement to the big time is a gnarly one fraught with danger temptation raging party opportunities can wayne win the infection of the rock goddess cassandra will garth get dunked by his dream girl at a donut shop serious questions dudes there's only one way to find out watch wayne's world That's pretty accurate. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. Like, not only is literally accurate of the plot itself, but also perfectly encapsulates the weird. I'm gonna say vibin' because that's the that's the word we keep using on the show. Everything about this movie is straight vibin'. Okay, so I love that in, tra- in the tradition of the Ten Commandments, Lords of Arabia, and Gandhi. I love that we've actually reviewed one of those three. And now we can understand this movie yep. because it's a sweeping screen epic. Oh my god. <laughs> um, not. <laughs> not. Um, also, I did inform the Butt Maestro that I did have the Wayne's World motion picture CD from the original release, oh I god. believe. Um, and yes. it lists the, the DVDs, uh, the DVDs, the CD. The, the, the tracks? The tracks are listed. Are, number one's Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, two's Hot and Bothered. Three's Rock Candy. Four's Dreamweaver. Um, Simomatico by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. S-I-K-A. Is, yep. is that how you say that word? Yeah, okay. close enough. Time Machine. Wayne's World Theme Extended Edition. Ballroom Blitz. Foxy Lady. 
feed my Frankenstein, uh, ride yourself, loving your love, uh, and why you want to break my heart. Um, and inside, are you familiar with like you know when you take out tape deck tapes uh, or um, CD covers, you open them up and they show like pictures from the movie, right? So yep. So yep, I, yep, yep. so they have a couple. You're gonna put that yeah, on the I Instagram can, page, I can put right? That on there if you want. Um, but it also has a Wayne's World hat offer. I'm gonna read this one to you. It probably does not. Oh no, it doesn't. The the offer expires on September 30th of '92. I wonder if I send this in, <laughs> what kind of response would I get? <laughs> oh, you're gonna get returned to sender. Address unknown. <laughs> oh no. There's an address, and I haven't read it to you, and you're going to love it. Um, it's, oh, it God. says, All okay, right. now that you can have my most excellent sought-after 100% cotton twill with embroidered logo, it's fashionable yet functional, and it's all yours for only twelve ninety nine. Offer expires September 30th, 1992. All right, and this is... This is the P.O. box. Are you ready? You would put you would put What'd Wayne's you World hat offer. The P.O. box is P.O. box Schwing 421 North Rodeo Drive number 15261 Beverly Hills, California 90210. No. Way. I really wish they would have got 420. I am so sorry. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. I think you should totally <laughs> try to send it. But on the back. I think you should absolutely. Because it's the fucking anniversary. I think you should try to send it in right before the <laughs> September deadline. But 30 years okay, later. Okay, okay. I'll go to the, my local library. Take a copy. Because it's it's it, you can rip it off on one of the pictures. But it's from my favorite scene. It's the Laverne and Shirley reference on the back. And I know how much you love that scene in general is because you actually watched the theme song to Laverne and Shirley after I talked about it to you and you didn't understand it. Remember? I didn't understand it at the time. You're right. Uh, the Admiral was nice enough to send me the link to the actual Laverne and Shirley opening. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, I love that. I love that it was. Oh my god! It was to the T, perfect, perfect. And I don't know. And maybe it's maybe it's just me for being such a a person that I'm just like, okay. How dare you be such a no, person? No, the person that's like that looks really grainy footage from the Laverne and Shelley reference. You remember when they put the, when Garth puts the glove on, or yeah. was it Wayne that puts the glove on? I think it's Wayne that puts the glove on and they wave away and you see it go down the thing. I'm pretty sure the part that you see going down yes. is the actual footage from Laverne and Shirley. I'm pretty sure because it looks grainy <laughs> as fuck. And I'm just like, oh, oh is it? Is it? Okay, but we're, we're here to talk about every reference that we could possibly think of, but also the Laverne and Shirley reference later, unless you want to talk about it now so we don't forget about it while we're recording. No, go for it. Um, okay, so the Laverne and Shirley reference I love so much, even as a kid, because me and my grandma would sing the theme song together. Oh, my God. And 
And so that's why I love it so much, I think, is because it's one of the things I can remember singing with her. And also used to watch Laverne and Shirley on Nick at Night in like the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, Which, by the way, it's probably one of the better sitcoms of the 70s, mainly because it's about two women. Hmm. It's from a woman's perspective. Sorry, that's just me. Um, what did you feel about the uh, the random ass uh, Laverne and Shirley reference? I thought I thought the random Laverne and Shirley reference was great. I thought the the ad bit is fucking iconic. Oh. <laughs> it's like people only get paid because to do things, man. Look, if any of the sponsors from this movie ever want to sponsor Cinema Gems, I'm here for it. We will reenact this scene perfectly on audio. We'll do our best. On audio. On audio. We'll, we'll make oh, an Instagram thing out of it. <laughs> my head hurts. Oh, take these. Two. Yellow. Different. <laughs> I'm sorry, but to this day, I know the loop and fucking ad because of this movie. Oh my god. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Small. Yellow. Different. Um... Yes, it's going to be this kind of movie. Uh, did you like the part where we, we, we will not bow to any sponsors with the Pizza Hut? I'm like, God damn yep. it, I want fucking Pizza Hut now. Right? The Doritos. God damn it, not, not a sponsor. <laughs> the Doritos, man. The Doritos. Notice it's all stoner food. Oh, Have absolutely. <laughs> every, it, Wayne, Garth, and every member of their band is constantly vibing in this movie. Do you think that... It, okay, alright. So let's just get started. Okay, so the movie opens up, uh, and you see their public access show, and it looks like it's maybe ten minutes? Maybe? So it's kind of like the little bumpers. You it's get, like, a, like it's like a YouTube show. It's like a, a YouTuber makes a quick thing, and that's his... Yeah. 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 So basically, we get the formula of the show. It's Wayne and Garth uh, talking about their week, uh, and then we get to see something... Uh, different uh, because they bring in like a local person that has an invention um, and it's just it's so amazing that this movie is way ahead of its time like way ahead of its time in some parts and some parts it's like oh no I don't know how you feel about that remind me uh, what the random invention thing was at the beginning of this movie <laughs> oh it's the vacuum suck Oh, that's right. While it sucks. That's right. Oh, I also my God. love the get a load of this guy cam. Get a load of this guy. Yeah, <laughs> all the weird cheesy cam. Oh, my God. So oh, so much about the, this movie is great. Which, by the way, um, uh, so um, Dana Carvey and, uh, and Mike Myers are there you go. really, really great friends. Like, really great friends. Um, and apparently... While they were filming um, Austin Powers, uh, the International Man of Mystery, Dana Carvey yes. was upset because Mike Myers stole one of his bits for Dr. Evil. Mm. So there was a fracture uh, in their friendship for a couple years, but I'm pretty sure they've gotten back together, like talked about it, and they came back for the reunion, um, which I think I have to send you. They did a 2012 sketch on um yep. on snl did you see that 
a long time ago. I think in right. 2012, yes. Yeah, but no, they they came back and they were there. So they seem to have uh, like talk about their friendship. So I'm really glad that uh, that their that their friendship's back. Um, but it's just so nice to actually see two people with great chemistry together because I'm pretty sure they fed over fed off of each other like tremendously. Oh, and also hundred percent. Let's establish that this is the. I believe the only Saturday Night Live movie besides the Blues Brothers to um, gross 100,000, I believe. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the um, This is the only Saturday Night Live movie. Uh, I'm sorry, spinoff movie to date, including the Blues Brothers. So including the Blues, Blues Brothers 12 years prior to when this movie came out that grossed over $100 million. Wayne's World has okay. is, Wayne's World was the for, first, and you know why it's the best Wayne's World? I'm sorry, it's the best SNL spinoff movie. What you got? Because it ends with a musical ending. <laughs> musical. Of course it does. Uh, but before we can get to the musical number ending, we have to talk about Chris Traeger in this movie. We have to talk about Rob Lowe playing the sleaziest. Like at first. Very likable. And maybe that's just because I've been re-watching a lot of Parks and Rec and I love Chris Traeger. He's just so goddamn wholesome and sometimes a little bit manic. Uh, and he plays the sleaziest producer in this movie. And he does it so smoothly. That you don't notice he's being a dick? Yeah, you know, until it's too late, and like he's definitely trying to seduce Wayne's new girlfriend, who is, by the way, way too good for him. Oh, and <laughs> way uh, too good for him. Uh, uh, Miss Tia is going to be in a new movie called Easter Sunday, um, and me and Patron were uh, in the theater watching um, Nope, uh, and that trailer Easter Sunday came on before Nope. And I pointed out Cassandra to Patron, and she's like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Yep, she's still acting. She's still acting." And might I say, she still looks very beautiful to this day. Oh, of course she does. Schwing. Um, but guys, let's go ahead and get started. So basically, we get to see the little YouTube sh- kind of shorts, bumpers. Like I'm assuming this is still the 1990s, so we don't all have. Um, yeah, 24. the movie came out in 1992. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's that old technology. So, they literally have a van parked out of outside of their house with equipment leading to the basement where they shoot. Yes. Um but also just in general about like bumpers, so this is like the segment for getting up for the late night news or something. It's like it's it's 11:30. Um which later on we get to see the announcer and I love how he's like it's it's eleven thirty. It's Friday night. Party on Wayne. Party on Garth. And I love that they're all just like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like they corporatize. Not very enthusiastic about that at all. They corporatize the fuck out of it. Oh, they they made it all uh, a dude Noah Vanderhoff, who owns a franchise of amusement arcades. Uh, is essentially doing, like, non-ironic Dave and Busters, and also not good Dave and Busters, where literally all of the games are meant to eat your coins. Yeah. 
Uh, and Which, I don't know, when's the last time you've been to an arcade? Uh, but pretty much all the arcades are like that now. They're 100%, like, they're not skill games anymore. It's all, it's it's underage gambling. Yep, that's exactly what Dave and Buster says. Which is. pains me to say. Dave and Buster. It, it pains me to say, but yeah. Oh. Also, listeners, uh, the garbage truck did come to my side of the time sphere. Um, so you will hear a bit of a beeping in a couple minutes. Just letting you know. I am so sorry. Not yet. That is not the actual beeping. But um, I'm going to go ahead and try and There is the beeping starting, commencing now. So I'm going to go ahead and... (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. And I love that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um... I just really love. Do, do you want to already talk about all the alternate endings of this movie? Yeah, because I'm assuming that anyone that clicked on us talking about Wayne's World has probably already seen Wayne's World, or is like, I don't want to watch it, but I'll listen to a bunch of dudes summarizing it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This movie has a whole bunch of different endings, uh, and it made me wish that Lord of the Rings: Return of the King did the whole. In between all of the different endings. So you would have loved to have uh, Samwise Ganji and Frodo do this? Yes, doing the whole slow motion homoerotic reunion with Gimli and Legolas in them. And then <laughs> they're on top of Minas Tirith and everyone's bowing to them. Let's do, let's do the Scooby-Doo ending. They go to the Shire. Let's do the Scooby-Doo ending. Excellent. <laughs> just completely out of nowhere. Just like, that would be fucking hilarious. It's so good. Fucking hilarious. Like, not gonna lie, at first I thought they were doing the whole, the, the thing that Dodgeball almost did. You know how, like, they're, the quote alternate ending of Dodgeball that you can find in the DVD extras or on YouTube was the original ending. They wanted to. They wanted the uh, Globe Gym, Globex Corporation, um, Globe. They they wanted the average Joes to lose. Yeah. They wanted this movie to be about unavoidable disappointment. So like the idea that Wayne's World totally did it first <laughs> is pretty insane. <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> Wayne's World is the original comedy movie that ends really dark and is like, ooh, uh, maybe that's too dark. Let's do this other really silly thing. Uh, did you like how they set up the joke? Uh, by the way, uh, the beeping is commencing again on the other side of the wall that is uh, by my time sphere. Um, no, basically, uh, the part... Where they set up Old Man Withers in the opening sequence of them going to, um... Yes. <laughs> like, Old Man Withers, how's that amusement park? Abandoned. Like, just like, what the fuck? Oh my god. Like, damn it. Um. I, I love that they set that up so fucking yeah. well. It works. It fucking works. But, uh, but basically they do their public, ac- pu- public access... Um, and then Wayne uh, talks to the camera, and he's like, 
Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we're almost 30 minutes in, and we're on the opening scene. So just letting you know how long... We're, we're kind of jumping all of over the place in the plot. Uh, but basically, like, we get established yeah. that Wayne can talk to the camera, and he shows that he has vast array of jobs, but he really wants to do Wayne's world for a living. Like, he, this is what, what yeah. he wants his job to be. Which, by the way, one also states again, what we want to do with this podcast. We want to do Cinema Gems for a living. Legit, just watch movies and review it. I would love that. I don't know about you, but Maestro, but I would love that. I, th- I think it'd be really fun to make a little bit of money off of this show. Um, we're not willing to bow. That, that would definitely open things up for me to like be- buy better equipment for the show and then also use that equipment for like voice acting things is kind of the dream. But it would be really cool to have just enough of a following and a sponsor on this show to make a little bit of money to help with the rent and help get better equipment. Uh, but like not so famous that we, uh, sign a contract. You like, I don't want to get rooster teeth. Yeah. I don't want to get rooster teeth famous. Oh, I would you love know? to be rooster teeth famous. Okay. How, how about, how about, how about super Carlin brothers famous? Just a little bit of famous, not a lot. Oh god, I don't know if I can come up with a new crazy metaverse theory every week. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Just that fame, just the just the level of fame. Not not like not the insane theories. Legit same content that we put out once a week, barely manageable at all, but you know. God. I watched a Super Carlin Brothers thing a few days ago where they went to uh they went to the Galaxy's Edge, not Galaxy's Edge, the the Star Wars oh, hotel. Okay. The Star Wars Intergalactic sure. Cruise Ship Hotel. Okay. And breaking down all the insane things you can do in there. And I'm like, thank y'all for doing it so I don't have to. Sweet. <laughs> that looks ridiculous and expensive and a waste it of time. It is ridiculous and expensive, but I don't think it would be a waste of time. I would prefer. Like, if Disney wanted to pay me to do it, oh, okay. I'd totally do it. I cannot justify spending my so own money on it. So, if... So, if I get an offer from Disney to go to their, to go to their, their lands or their uh, world, whatever, their four parks or whatever, and I get to review things, you would want to come in, right? Would that be, would that be okay? Okay, cool. All right, cool. Just establish. We're not. Especially if they give a, if they give you four tickets, it'd be you, me, Okay, cool. Just making sure. But. Like that day, we we would we would go ahead and you know actually like record and do all that kind of stuff. But like the three days we get to prepare to actually get to it, don't worry about it. We got Florida discounts. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> the day we're actually doing it is we're actually recording and getting paid for it though. <laughs> but whatever, we'll talk about that later. It's yeah. fine. That's actually a personal conversation that I love that we edited perfectly. So that we couldn't, we didn't have to edit it out. Perfect. Um, and, uh, but go. yeah, so basically it's established that Wayne wants to do Wayne's World for a living. And also, just in general, what he does every week. He just randomly just rolls up to people, rolls down the window and asks for great poupon. And, which I don't know if you yep. knew about, about that, but I, that, watching that made me go and look up the original 1980s uh, great poupon. Yeah. The Great Poupon ad. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
between GLaDOS and the senior programmer and the rest of their family, that's a whole running bit that whenever one of them sees another one driving around, they will all roll down their windows and yell across three lanes of traffic, Excuse me, do you have any Grey so Poupon? To which I'm sitting in the back seat playing. You really understood that reference. Oh, absolutely, I understood the Great Poupon reference. <laughs> did both of y'all laugh hysterically? Yes, yes, we absolutely did. Um, yeah, so, and also, by the way, I got to reference um, one of uh, my coworkers at my new Swapper Jacks. Legit was like, oh, hey, they're looking for a fancy mustard. And I just turned to them, and I go, you mean Grey Poupon? <laughs> and they're like, what? I was like, Grey Poupon. Do you have any Grey Poupon? And they're just like, what's that? And I was like, it's a okay, fancy wait, mustard. Okay, I, I have to stop you for just a second, Admiral. I'm sorry. You keep say that, saying the non-existent N in Grey Poupon. It's not, it's not Grey Poupon. It's not a coupon. <laughs> or a coupon. Well, I'm also sorry. I have dyslexia, so I read it phonetically. I, I know. That's why I'm sorry. Ha- that's why me, the wannabe voice actor, is helping you out here. It's Poupon. Great Poupon. Oh. Like with with an H Paul. in with with an H instead of an N at the end. Great Poupon. There you go. Um, but the Great Poupon. Uh, and come to find out, they were looking for the Dijon on the the D. Now I can't even <laughs> say Dijon. The Dijon, the Dijon mustard. The Dijon mustard. <laughs> and, I, and I turn to them and I go, that's our version of Great Poupon. <laughs> and they're just like, oh. And I'm just like, y'all don't get the reference. Why don't y'all get the reference? I said it like 14 times and y'all just looking at me like, oh, okay. Wow. It's Wayne's World. It's Wayne's World. It's Wade's work. I'm sorry. That's a personal story that I just had to tell somebody that I know that would get it and understand the reference. Yes. But, uh, so, ba- and also they, they sing Bohemian Rhapsody, which, by the way, thanks to this movie, uh, two things happen. Uh, first, firstly, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody skyrocketed up back the Billboard charts because of this movie. Yes. Uh, because people were buying it. And two... We get to see the wonderful scene from, um, uh, is it is it Bohemian Rhapsody? Is the Freddie Mercury biopic? Is that correct? Yes. Um, we get to see the scene where Mike Myers is playing a studio executive, and legit goes, "No one is going to around riding around in their cars singing to this song." Yep. That is one hundred percent the only reason. That Mike Myers is in that Bohemian Mike... Rhapsody is literally to yes. say that insane yes. tongue in cheek. I love it so much. Yes. yes, that's why I laughed so fucking hard while watching that movie. And Patron was like, "What?" And I was like, "That's Mike Wayne's Myers. World. That's a w- Wayne's World reference. Wayne's World reference in Bohemian Rhapsody." Um, so basically, he does this, you know. Things that I used to do when I was younger, just drive around and sing the songs or drive around and hang out, you know, with my friends. Doing, I don't know if you did that. Yes, of course. Okay. 
So it's just, it's a teenage angst kind of thing. We don't understand how old they are. We're assuming mid-20s, because that's what I, they I assume like. they're pretty much right around our age, 30s-ish. So late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, yeah something like that. But, so basically, they're burnouts. Um, they just do this public access because, hey, they just, they still live with their mom. They still live with their parents. Which, hey, at least um, we don't live with our parents anymore. <laughs> Multi-universal yeah. high five. <laughs> Woo! Um, so, basically, they show us also Al from Married with Children in an alternate universe where he didn't marry Pe- uh, Peg. Yes. Like, legit? He's just talking about how he wants to, like, murder people and how he's been convicted and blah blah and Patron legit just goes that's one of my favorite characters because it's really shitty how horrible that place broke that man and I'm just like oh my god that's so deep that's such a deep cut such a deep cut um and so basically, we get—is uh, it slap shots? Is it no? That's I'm thinking of. That's a movie. Uh, Mike, uh, is it Dicka's Donuts? That's it. Yes. Uh, basically, and but the slap shots are the uh, are the donuts. That's what he calls them. And basically, yeah. they order the same thing, which apparently they go there once a week and they order the exact same order. And I love how the waitress points it out. Like, um, yes. What's going on? <laughs> Uh, and basically, we get to see Wayne's ex-girlfriend, uh, Stacy, who, who does not think herself as an ex yet. No, and she gives him a gun rack, which, by the way, you hear his Canadian accent come out when he goes, "A gun, a gun." I'm just like, "Whoa!" Canadian accent popping out. Excuse me. Um, but also, I guess I would have to say that. I guess I would have to say that apparently this really happened to Mike Myers and the reason he put it in this movie is because an ex-girlfriend did actually gift him a gun rack. Really? Legit happened. Legit happened. And he didn't own a gun. fucking funny. I had no idea, but that's fucking funny. Uh, So basically they, they go to the gas works, which by the way, okay, all I gotta say is I would probably hate every moment in that place. But I would love the exterior because that fucking sign, that's a beautiful ass sign. The yeah. detail that went into that sign. Um, I'd have to be straight vibing and not have a pandemic going on for me to go to the gas works. That, that would help. That would no doubt help. <laughs> but I would definitely just absolutely love to just stare at that sign for like two hours. Um and then basically, this is where we get to meet Cassandra and the song "Dream." She's uh, awesome, and she's way too good for for Wayne. Wow! Thanks for setting out that that's how Patron is, because that's how I feel. Um, I mean, that's cause... also how I feel about Glados. So, oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, but the best part is, is that um, Patron. Uh, I legit turned to Patron, and I was like, you know, in my brain this song was playing when I saw you for the first time and she just rolls her eyes and I'm like, hey, I'm just letting you know the truth happened because apparently I love this movie a lot more than I thought I did. 
because to be honest with you, after we're done recording, I'm probably going to pop it on and quote every line again <laughs> after, after Patron leaves for work. I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> um, then basically, uh, he meets he meets Cassandra, but also uh, it's set in motion that basically uh, Chris Traeger um, yes. finds out. Chris Traeger, before, maybe this is why Chris Traeger is so happy is because he got broken and then he became chris traeger wait is wayne's world a my, prequel see no my my head canon, uh this is a completely separate character from chris traeger however his character in the west wing is chris traeger before he comes to indiana in his oh, younger it, years, he was trying to be a big shot in DC, and then was like, "Nope, this is too much. This is too insane. Uh, I'm out. I'm gonna do small town politics now." You know, you know, you know. Another reason that uh, that the movie is really weird. Apparently, that is set in an alternate universe where Nixon never resigned. <laughs> no joke. Like that is an alternate. Really? Yes. Yes, that is it. That is from the creator. That West Wing is an alternate universe from Aaron Sorkin. Yes, yes. That's fucking funny. Um, but also, you you want to talk about how sleazy he is? His haircut literally makes me crawl because it's so. <laughs> oh my god, it's so Slimy, bad. It's greasy. so bad. Oh, oh, oh. Literally sleazy. Uh, and also we get to see uh. Uh, the what's the voice of the captain from the from the Adventures of Flapjack? Because he's also Bill Murray's older brother. Oh my God! Wait, hang on. I have to. Yeah, it's Brian Murray or something. Uh, Brian. Oh yeah, Brian Doyle Murray, Noah Vanderhoff, the arcade guy. Yeah. He's also from. He's no, also... Noah, the owner of Noah's Arcade. Yeah. Uh. Well... I love how she's like, it opened my mouth and out it came. It did, didn't it? <laughs> it did. They're just like, how, how stupid are you? Um, but uh, so basically we get the the introduction of Bill Murray's character. I'm sorry, not Bill Murray's character. Bill yes. Murray's brother's, older brother's character, which by the yes, way. Yes, Brian Murray. I love him in general. I'm not saying I love him more than Bill Murray, but odds are if Bill Murray shows up, odds are in a flashback. Uh, his older brother's going to play his dad. Yes, movie, Scrooged. I'm looking at you, Scrooged. <laughs> um, but no, look. Amazing. I love... I love Brian Murray. Brian... I'm sorry, Brian Doyle Murray. I love him whenever he shows up because it's just like, oh my god. The movie just got 3% Fantastic. better. 3% yep. better. Uh, and we get to see how corporate and sleazy he is. Uh, not, not Noah's Arcade. <laughs> We're talking about Chris Traeger from an alternate universe where he doesn't go into politics. Um, and who's, who is the producer? Because um, I know his, I see his face a lot. The producer. Uh, uh, Kurt Fuller. Yes. Kurt Fuller. Yes. Let me let me click on him and see what the hell else he's been in because I know exactly. He was also very familiar to me, and I stupidly did not see but also what I else he was in before this. Uh, Midnight in Paris, Ghostbusters Two. Uh, he was Frank in Anger Management. Ah, uh, you know what he is. You know what he is in Ghostbusters Two. He was the mayor's aide. 
to help him get reelected. Yeah. That's exactly who he was. Yeah, he totally is. Yeah, because no legit Patron and I are watching stuff. I was like, hey! She's like, what? I was like, it's the mayor's aide from Ghostbusters 2. And she's like, what the fuck? Are you serious? How is that stored in your brain? How is that stored in yep. your brain? Uh, because yep. I am a walking MDB people. Walking MDB. Hello. Um, also, do you want to talk about uh, after they get all corporatized and all that, we get to see the part where basically Wayne Campbell just reams his fucking sponsor, Noah. You want to talk about yes. that scene? Yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's He goes completely rogue and he just, yeah, this, this guy is a poopy butthead. He, he does... On the back of every cue card. He does what... He does what he usually does to his uh, weekly, like, uh, guests. He roasts them. He makes fun of them. It's, it's He shows this is not a serious show. It's a shtick. That's his thing. Um, do you want to talk about the chroma key scene? Which now you understand the thing when people... Especially when we actually get to record in person. And we go, five, four, three... Yes, uh, where they're practicing it in the whole group and they can't quite get it, especially the drummer who loves everyone. Terry, man, I love you, man. Uh, but we, but we also get to see. I love that. I love that. Uh, Wayne and Garth are mouthing the words, mouthing two one. But then they try to do it again and they're nodding their heads. And then the third time they're all like, "Nothing's gonna get past me." Patron laughed. When they did it the third time, she's like, what the fuck? Why are they being so serious? Uh, but yeah, we get the chroma key scene, which um, whenever, legit, when everybody goes, hey, you want to go to New York? I go, hey, I'm going to a Broadway show. Legit. No, people do not get the reference at all, but now you do. Um, and then also yes. when people go, do you want to go to Delaware? I go, wow. It's like I'm being whisked away to a magical place called Delaware. Legit, when I ever see a Delaware bag at Swapper Jacks, they're rare. But I legit say that scene. No, I've I've seen them too. You're right, they're <laughs> rare. But I've seen them. I've, I've seen. I've seen t- t- but now uh, you get the reference. We're we're at about forty five minutes. Let's try to speed run through the rest well, of you this. Said, plot you already said we're jumping around. Look, if you haven't seen Wayne's World, go fucking watch. It's been Wayne's out for World. thirty years, people. It's been out for thirty years. Um. It's yeah. pretty great. And I'm going to try and actually send in the hat offer. No joke. And I hope I get a response. I hope. Do I hope it. it. Do I'm gonna it. I'm going to go to my local library, copy it, and send it off. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I hope. I hope at the very least, whoever's P.O. box that is now, if it's not the same people who put out that offer, they at least know about <laughs> it and they get a good laugh at it. I hope they at least know about it and get a good should, laugh so out of it. Should I send it? Should I send it like? Should I send it in an envelope and put a letter of like, "Hey, the, the, uh, we're 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 a movie review podcast, and this is we did this offer for the thirty years just to see if we would get a response." I'm literally going to put it in an envelope and list a letter like that and send it because I'm going to try it. I think you absolutely <laughs> should. I'm not going to send the check for twelve ninety nine though. I am not sending a check for. T- no, don't 
don't don't send the check for twelve ninety nine, but definitely send the letter from Cinema Gems from the Admiral and the Butt Maestro. I hope I get a response. And talk about all the parallels between Cinema Gems and Wayne's World. I hope I get a response. And how Wayne's World totally inspired Cinema Gems. So I like, hope I get a response of four to six weeks later. I think at the very least, if Mike Myers and Dana Carvey ever got that, I think they'd get a kick <laughs> out of it. Maybe they would bitch at us. Maybe they'd go out and be like, okay, who's this? And why did you send it 30 years later? Why? I, I think because it's the 30-year anniversary, that would make it hey, so guess much what? fun. You're also 30. Did you know that? I'm pretty sure you knew. I'm pretty sure you knew that you were 30. Um, I, I am, yes. That's yeah, factually You're as accurate. old as Wayne's World. Party on. Party dude. on. Most excellent. Um, so basically, uh, we the thing is, the little fun bits about the game on, car, game on. Um, also, when Stacy uh, uh, like ran into her bike uh, with her neck brace on the car, um, Mike Myers was very against that scene because he did not think it was going to be funny. Um, when they showed it at test audience, people couldn't stop laughing, so they kept it in. Also, it's uh, extremely mm. well known that the director um, did not get along with Mike Myers because... She did a bunch of documentaries before on musical acts, so that's why she got the job. But apparently they did not get along yeah. at all because Mike Myers says it was his characters that he created, so he had the ultimate vision. So he did... He's Notoriously, at the beginning of his career, Mike Myers has been known to like be very like... Ugh, ugh. But later in his career... Very protective yeah. of his later art. in his later in his years when he when he had kids and everything that's when he was like okay like oh I don't really care anymore as much as I did I still care but I'm not as strenuous and as a gatekeeper of things that you know that I was yeah there comes a point in every fan's life when they realize that gatekeeping does it's no a- good it. It stops other people from having fun with the thing that you have fun with, which prevents you from having someone to talk about about the thing that yeah. you have fun with. Um, no, it's okay. Sorry, go but, on. Um, but no, basically, like... It, uh, basically, it's very, like, it's very well known that this has happened and... Look, you know, I'm glad he finally got to his senses, but I still think that a movie was produced. Probably could have been a lot better if you let uh, Penelope, um, the director, Penelope uh, Spheres, uh, S-P-H-E-E. Penelope, Penelope um, uh, Spheres. They, the, the, the production hell that this probably was probably made the perfect movie because it could have been skewed in another way it could have been skewed in another way it wouldn't have been as memorable as 30 years later we're talking about it um so basically they they you know he meets cassandra they talk about you know everything and everywhere and then we get to see alice cooper um in a sequence 
that according to Patron, yes. if me and you ever met John Williams, we have to do We're Not Worthy. We're not I worthy. I turn to Patron and I go, whenever we get, whenever, but Maestro and I are available to interview anyone famous, we feel like we have to do this scene. And she turns to me and goes, no, only for John Williams. And I was like, okay. I was like, all right. Or, or as you so lovingly call him, Hanzamar. Oh. I don't call John Williams Hanzamar, but I understand your meaning. No, but you call Hans Zimmer Hanzamar all the time. Just off. <laughs> every time, works. because every time I tell you, the next time it happens, you forget and get angry, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I literally do it to piss you off. Literally do Oh, uh, which, by the way, there's a correction. Uh, remember when we reviewed the uh, Muppet Treasure Island uh, and we listened to the ending and Hans Zimmer uh, made like a musical, a musical, you know, ending for the credits. Uh, Bob Marley's son actually helped yes. out on the vocals. So that's probably why I thought yes. it was an, you know, an actual Jamaican like an actual Caribbean type of song is because you actually had like Bob Marley's son sing on the vocals. So that's probably why I thought that. So I just, I just want to clarify I'll do it. that I'm not that bad of a white boy, but you know, I'm still pretty bad. <laughs> not anymore. No. Oh no. Oh no. Not at all. But it's just like, Oh Hey, it's like a Cari it's a Caribbean song. It's like, no, it's not. Oh, Oh wait. It's Bob Marley's son, that's why. Um, but, uh, whatever. We're not talking about the Muppets Treasure Island. If you want to go back and listen to the Muppets Treasure Island, please go back and listen to that episode. I will give out that episode eventually, number-wise, when the But My Show takes over um, and go ahead and ends uh, kind of wrap-up. Uh, but I also love uh, the also, also the other part where um, Garth is trying to get Jonathan. And he's like, Jonathan. Benjamin's no one's friend, man. If he was ice cream, he'd be Pauline and Dick. Um, I I do want to quickly reference uh the the Cantonese oh, bit in this movie. Go ahead with the subtitles, <laughs> and how just. I was very caught off guard by the moment where he's just letting the subtitles roll, and he's like, "I'm not even gonna try to say that." Oh no! It took it as it took it as hey, he's just uh, that's how bad English is. It takes so long, but in other languages, it's only a few words. That's what I took it as. Sorry. <laughs> uh. No, I, I I definitely took it as like as Mike Myers going like I'm not even going to uh, try to attempt to say all that. This is because Which Cantonese is by the very way, Mike hard. Myers did actually speak Cantonese, and uh, Tia did not know what he was going to say. Yeah, apparently, yes. Really? Yeah. That's fucking funny. Um, the Alice Cooper. You I, I love Alice all Cooper that. I love the Alice Cooper bit, obviously, and you're Which, absolutely by the way, right. Uh, no, 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 no. Give credit where credit um, is due. That's not me. Patron said that. Patron said that that would be us if we met John Williams. But I also love right. that 
I also love that Alice Cooper is just sitting there and talking about like actual history. Like he's very like actually like exactly. And I love that it's very like, well spoken. And apparently um That's not a that's not a joke. Alice Cooper actually No, is no, 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 no. But I love that they added that into his character. Like his actual character in Wayne's World to show that's how fucking well learned that gentleman is. Um, so, yeah, this movie is hard to talk about beat by beat because, like any movie based on a Saturday Night Live sketch, it is individual sketches with a common thread all kind of put back to back to back to back in a way that sometimes they meld very flawlessly into the next and sometimes they don't so much. I feel like this movie does that common thread a lot better than most movies based on a besides, Saturday Night Live besides sketch, Blues Brothers or recurring sketch. Just besides Blues Brothers, that Blues obviously Brothers is a different type of movie compared to this one. People are like, "Blues Brothers is the best Saturday Night Live spinoff." It's like, look, Wayne's World and Blues Brothers are two different movies, two completely different movies, tone wise, like. Written-wise, completely different. Completely different. But still, both about musical acts, and that's why they do so well. Um, uh, and then also... when But when Garth said pralines, are you, as a Southerner, went, uh, it's praline, you fucking I asshole. I cringed. I absolutely cringed. What it's are you pecan pralines. <laughs> Data Carvey at, at CinemaJibs underscore pod. <laughs> Do it, Dana Carvey. We know you're listening. We know you're an advocate listener. Which look, we're we're gonna we're gonna start to wrap this up. But before we give our gem rating on this movie, I do want to say uh, if if you liked uh, Wayne's World, if you liked what we said about Wayne's World, you can, or if you didn't like what we said about Wayne's World, and you want to recommend a different movie completely to us. Uh, you can find us at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at cinemagems underscore pod. You can find the rest of our episodes more like this at lowrainpictures.com under the cinemagems tab. Because that tab is far superior than ours. Begrudgingly come back to us after you've listened um, to their all, all their episodes. Thank you, Marty and the Eric and Zerber. So I'm very curious, Admiral. Um, at, look, as everyone knows, we have a rating system here. Whole gem, amazing movie. Half gem, eh, yeah, pretty good. No gem. <laughs> Admiral, you you want it with my nostalgia glasses on or off? Uh, oh I, no, it will be I, the same. Will it either not way. be I the same either way? With my glasses on or with them off? Your choice. Okay. Keep okay. keep them on. Yeah, keep no, them on look, just, guys, just just cause it is literally a stoner comedy of the nineties. But no no there's no smoking 100%. involved at all. But it's very up- Yes. Uh very much implied. What do you give it? Constantly. The highest half gem possible. <laughs> um, I, I, I give it a full gem and um, I do mean that in multiple ways <laughs> I understand that reference 
both ways. Um, but no, I give it a full gym because mainly because it has a, it. It's very close to my heart that I love this movie, but also legit. I understand how stupid it is. I only put it on like probably five times a year, but the five times are clustered together, and then I won't. It won't be touched. The stars will not align until next year, randomly. Of um, all of the movies that we have watched that are, oh, especially comedies from twenty to thirty years ago, most of them have not aged well at all. This movie aged a lot better than most of those other movies. Yeah. It, it had jokes that were funny at the time and have only gotten funnier accidentally over time. Not. Yeah, like that. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, also, what did you feel about the Terminator 2 reference? Loved it. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. <laughs> That it was Robert with Robert Patrick. I fucking loved it. <laughs> Which, by the way, um, so Patron saw Terminator 2 first. Uh, and then I think like maybe two to three weeks later, she watched Wayne's World for the first time. And she fucking loved. She she will literally what, whatever I'm watching Wayne's World and it gets to that part, she will drop whatever she's doing because she says that that is her favorite part of the movie because she really understood that reference, and I didn't have to explain it to her besides confirming that it was actually Robert Patrick. Like, <laughs> Yes. That, <clears throat> that is a cultural icon that referenced into another movie. So does that mean that Wayne's World is in the Terminator universe? I think so, question mark? Possibly. I, I, I don't know. Just go with it. <laughs> Just go with it. Um, uh, and also, look guys, if we did not get your favorite little bit, we're sorry. We're human. But there is another little bit that I have in my brain that I'm going to talk about that is a understand close. I know we're running a little bit over the time, but we're going to be really quick. Uh, but also, what about Wayne's World, Wayne's World referencing Star Trek? Ah, it's like... The next generation, far superior, but it will not capture the original series. How do you feel about that, but Maestro? I mean, I, like I said before, I loved every little tongue-in-cheek reference in this movie. It, they all felt great, and they've all aged very, very well. What about whistling of the Star Trek theme? Also, I was whistling along. What do you think I was doing? I feel like the next time we hang out, we should just go sit by the airport with one of our cars and reenact this scene. Oh, my God. But the question is, who's going to ask the question, did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive while he was wearing a dress and dressed up as a girl bunny first? Because we know we're both going to ask that question. But who's going to do it first? But all right, guys, look. We understand that we're... Little short snippet type of things of all the amounts, other amounts of podcasts that are out there at all. But look, guys, we want to be the podcast that you want to listen to. And a great person said that. And a great person is sitting next to me in the time sphere that I see him in the virtual reality that is the brain of this podcast. Look, guys, this is a movie that is close to my heart and apparently now close to the Bump Maestro's heart. I think. I don't know. He's not talking. 
I liked okay. it. I'll probably watch it again. Okay. I liked it. Um, uh, and also, guys, it's if you got nothing else to do on a rainy afternoon and you just want to be vibing with a fun movie, this is a pretty fun one. So is this in the rotation of uh, movies while vibing that you're going to be putting on? Absolutely. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what, what Mike Myers and Dana Carvey wanted to do, is make a movie where the... I, I hope so. Movie. I'd like to think like, so. Okay. Um, uh, but no, uh, also guys, if you were wondering earlier, uh, the Muppet Treasure Island episode for the podcast is episode 332. Uh, we did that with the Fairy Gay Mother, had a wonderful time. Um, I miss both of y'all so much. I just want y'all to know that. Uh, and we do have a very special episode coming up in a couple weeks. Um, but I think we're going to save that. Um, but look, guys, like I said, we want to be the... Yeah, let, let's not spoil it right we'll, now. His presence. I, I, will give, I will give a little bit of a hint that only frequent listeners of Cinema Gems will get. We will be reviewing another Spielberg yes. movie. Um, if you remember several episodes ago with a different Spielberg movie that we I did... Have it right here. You will know who we are talking about. I have about. it right here in the paperwork, in the files. But that's fine. Don't, don't give it away. away. That, that's just that's the only vague hint I'm going to get because I'm also very excited about um, this. Because I was kind of excited when we did that movie. I am even more excited with this oh, movie. Oh, well, it's because his presence. That we will be doing later. It's because his presence gladly sends our podcast into the upper echelon. To maybe a podcast oh, yeah. C from our podcast H. That's where yeah. where we're we're like people are like oh so you have a podcast well I was like oh yeah yeah we're H level and they're like what I'm like well you got A B C D E F G and then we're just like wait what I was like yeah we're at H level we're okay where we're at we would like to be higher but we're fine with where we're at we're one hundred percent okay with it look guys so like the admiral started saying. Uh, you can tell us all about what you thought about our thoughts on Wayne's World. Send us recommendations for other movies and TV shows to talk about at cinemagems1515 at gmail.com. Uh, please do, and I will send. I will send. I will read out the uh, the parts of the letter that you want me to read out. Um, if you don't want me to read anything, just please do. I won't. But if you do want me to read a portion, I will read it out. Um, also, guys, we just have to say. It'd be really cool also when you email us, include, like, because if you don't, we'll just default to your email name, but, like, include, a, you know, what you would like to be referenced as on the show, a yeah. little nickname, because our names are totally the Admirable Admiral and Butt Maestro it, in real life. That is my birth Yeah, name. that's why I went to the DMV, uh, and I gave them my, you know, my birth certificate. They're like, What? Your first name is the. Okay, for anyone for anyone else, I would know that's a joke, but I'm actually a little bit worried that you did that. Oh, for real. one thousand percent, sir. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. You know, you know, I would do that shit. You know it. That, that's why I said I'm a little bit worried that you didn't. That that wasn't no, a joke. It's not. Uh, but look, guys. Also, we have to say that. There is a lot of dark times going on right now. There's a lot of things that are just really heart-wrenching and also stressful. Stressful. Just understand. Feels like a lot. 
feels like the entire planet is literally melting around us because it is but it's okay to take time for yourself to breathe to relax when you need to be kind to yourself so you have the energy to be kind to others. also guys just remember that you need to wipe your hooves and see you later but also remember guys black lives always matter always all right, love guys. y'all. Thank you, all our Swapper Jacks friends and family. We love you guys. Also, also Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And also, guys, all we have to say is, see you later. But Black Lives Always Matter, guys. Bye. Love y'all. <laughs>